Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, we have Vance. How are you doing? Good evening. Good evening. We also have Todd Young. How are you, Todd? I'm here, ready to go. Well, we're all here. It's just going to be us three this time. So, this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. You can find us at fatazmusky.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, which we've been fairly active in the last couple weeks. Um, you know, with various show colors that would have been the New York show, uh, which was canceled. That would have been what last weekend, last Saturday, Sunday, five days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that got canceled, so we're kind of selling off what we would have had special for that show. Uh, Vance, is there? There's a little bit left, or what do you what are you thinking? Um, I'm saying there's there's a decent amount left with uh, with some of our show colors, but the majority of them are gone. They trickle out every day. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, hear this in time, go ahead, Vance. Uh, we have probably, I would say, total of 50 baits. 50 baits left. And that yeah. is sixes, eights, eight-inch soft tails, stingers, tens. Yes, that's the that's the enti- entire inventory. Yeah, so, that, so that, that 50 baits could equal very small numbers in each size and style. So if you're halfway interested, um, hit us up on the social media outlets and we can uh, send over some photos of what we have left. Because uh, once they're gone, I don't plan on painting these. I'm not going to say ever again, but it's going to be a very long time. So um, that is, you know, that's what we got going on there on social media. But rod holders, uh, they... We've had a couple strange runs. I don't want to say they're strange. I mean, they're great rod holders, but we, we typically have our best sellers that when I see an order come in, I'll just, you know, like, oh, I, I, I think it's going to be this based off of the dollar value. And I got thrown for a lot of curveballs on this, but we've sold out a lot of our S10s. They're all gone. Our rail mounts are all gone. We had used rail mounts that we had. Those are all gone. So some some stuff that I wasn't expecting happening during this uh, month of April. So uh, I do have some rod holders that are sold out, but our staples are in stock. And as of right now, I believe the supply number is safe, but we will start to be making more rod holders here soon. So with that said, um, if you're looking to set up your boat, uh, hit us up. I'd gladly talk to you about the setup and you can also find baits right now at Muskie Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors. Um, I think I got it all. Muddy Creek, what's up? Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. We will be fishing up the Chautauqua, hopefully starting up the last Saturday in May and going through November. Uh, sometimes, are, you know, do we have we have days that are really booked up, or, you know, times of year that are real booked, but get a hold of us. You know when you're going to be up there for the week or something sooner sooner the better try to get you on the books with either vance or i and uh you know we'll be doing some afternoon trips you know late in the evening during the week for some people that just want to get out for half a day we can do it after our full day so uh we're hoping we're gonna be able to get started on time but that's still up in the air so get a hold of us we will be 
do our, do our best to get out there and get you on some fish this summer on Chautauqua Lake. Absolutely. And you come out uh, on Chautauqua with us. You'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. A big shout out to them for sponsoring the show. And Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Uh, I was just at Vic's today. Uh, shout out to Vic Sports Center. They were getting me all ready to go for the season. Gave the boat a nice once over and everything looks good there. Um, check out Vix. They're still open for service and they're going to be opening up the doors of, um, uh, soon here. I actually think t- tomorrow by appointment only for, uh, for selling boats, um, where you can actually come in and hop around and get in the boats and kind of get back to normal. Um, so check out Vix for service. Uh, all your ranger needs, Starcraft, Star Welds. Um, Triton boats they're carrying now and their used inventory um, also shout out to St. Croix rods best rods on earth we'll be using those as well and uh, that's it for me perfect so we have muskies ink what do you got going muskies on ink well I wasn't ready for this I don't know what I'm going to say about muskies ink no yeah I do yeah check out your local chapters every but you know pretty much every state that has muskies has a chapter lots of good stuff going on in those local chapters more involved everyone gets the more your chapter can do you have access to the lunge log all kinds of neat stuff there we got uh uh all the you know the annual annual release tournament i just got a magazine the other day you get one of those every Every uh, every two months, they do a magazine. They put our articles in there. Give us little chapter updates and things. Of course, there's a lot of chapters are doing that stuff online now. But uh, lots of neat stuff going on in the chapters. I like looking back through the back and see what all the different chapters are doing. And uh, you know, you see a lot of stuff going on with raising bait fish, helping to stock fish, just a way you can get involved and help work with the state and help better muskie fishing. Feel that uh, anybody's into muskie fishing should be a member of a muskie and club. Well said. All right, so, you know, we, we kind of been doing some predictions over the last several years, and, like, a common one that comes up is um, when we have a really cold, cold winter, you guys have kind of put together a correlation between cold, cold winters and really good summer fishing. And we did not have a cold, cold winter or a horrible winter at all. It was actually pretty pleasant. And so that would kind of make someone lean towards the opinion that, well, it very well could be a tougher than a cold winter's fishing season. Um, the, the You know, the following. Yes. Yes. I mean. I would agree. I know that it's not the same body of water, but I know that there are, there's at least one body of water right now that is getting fished a lot and it's cranking huge numbers of fish right now. Do you think that has anything to do with the winter? Do you think that that might debunk the winter thing? Like, I don't know. I just figured we could BS and kind of dissect that. Cause that's. Yeah. I don't know. You know that fish. particular particular body of water you're talking about early season stuff like early season being you know, not long after ice out you know during the spawn period you know we, we uh it was sort of known to always 
do, you know, guys could do pretty well there. And it really tapered off during the summer. Now I will say this in the last couple of years where he did have bad, you know, probably colder than average winters and that early season bite for at least the guys that I know that fish it and catch a lot of fish on the lake. And, you know, the, the few times that I get to fish it that early season bite has not been that good the last couple of years. Now, vice versa, they did really well as the summer went on up there. I know you had a lot of friends that caught a lot of fish up there. But that early season bite just wasn't what it used to be. Uh, but it sure is now. I don't know. So, you know. So an early season bite, let's say you're, it's what, May 1st tomorrow, somewhere around there. Say we have like ice off around. Hmm, late March. Somewhere in March. Late March, you know, mm-hmm. late mo- late March, relatively cold, heats up decently, uh, quick. There's not that long. There's not a long season to to fish for them. This, with how mild the winter was, you could still go out and uh, and I think you had more opportunity to fish, um, maybe a bit earlier to get out onto the water. Um, and get these fish prior to them going into their spawning um, mode. Because here in PA, it's put and take. Ohio, put and take. Kentucky, put and take. We always talk about that. It's year-round. Jared Sayers on saying uh, all that stuff uh, of why it's put and take. But those muskies still go through the motions of spawning. And it seems like you have to snag one to catch one at that time. Um, if they're in that spawn mode, but they're not there yet. Uh, and I think there was a decent six to eight weeks of fishing, um, that is continuing right now in Pennsylvania, uh, that you're able to get after these fish, uh, which is, really uh what's crazy about it so i think mild winter you get to fish more efficiently for them uh fish longer for them um and you know as long as that water doesn't warm up they're not going to go into that spawning mode what is it 50 to 60 they generally say uh, Mm -hmm. when the musk when that when that hits consistently those muskies will go into shutdown and go into that spawn mode and you know we've done it we've gone out casting on lake x here in pennsylvania uh just to shake the rust off and we'll see them in there swimming together you know and you'll throw a bait at them and they want nothing to do with you you know they they're they're doing their thing you know if there's a if there's a male going up against a a big female and he's hitting her and banging her and well it's really it's really odd that the water temps aren't up there i mean traditionally you know before they did this whatever 10 years in and brought in year round you know musky season was always closed march april and it was you know comes in the first saturday in may and i can never i mean i mean i guess i can't i shouldn't say that i mean i can't remember seeing some spawning fish but usually the spawn is over around here uh by by the first saturday in may that's why they opened it up then had it closed for you know we would go out you know early early march and really it was only closed for you know seven weeks or something but it was they tried to time it to when those fish were spawning just to because a lot of a lot of places do that no would you say this would you say the hardest time to catch a muskie 
is in the spawning season. I mean, it's a time that I never really, I, first of all, I never got to do it that much because it was always closed, you know? Right. So I mean, I no, no, I'm when not, I started, I'm... you know, when, when the season started, I, I would, I, we, we always started out fishing the smaller, like saying this Saturday would be our opening day, first Saturday in May. We went mm-hmm. to the smaller, uh, smaller lakes that, uh, smaller, shallow, shallower lakes. Because as water temps were warmer, and we had better action there than we did on the larger bodies of water for those first few weeks of the season, for sure. That's why we picked them. You know, one of those smaller lakes. They just tended to have a little bit warmer water in them. So you chose those because you you thought that yeah. the spawning mm-hmm. season was over. That's. I'm not saying that any all any of us uh, by no means are out there targeting spawning muskies. My mm-hmm. point is when they are in that spawn mode. They want nothing to do with your bait generally. It's just yeah, like we, how I mean, you, you, humans are. When, yeah, you get in spawning mode, you know. Yeah, and when you do catch fish, they're, you know, 28 inches. A lot of them, you know, the smaller, the small fish, mm-hmm. just lots of little ones. And, I mean, you know, we used to go to some of those. You know, we, we that was just through trial, trial and error growing up. You know, we'd go to the bigger lakes. And uh, when the season would first come in and just nobody had that much action, you know, when you pick those smaller lakes, it seemed like there was a lot more action. So some of those lakes, it's the only time I would fish them the first couple of weeks of the season. And then I would not knock it back there till the following year, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. once it all got going. But that was just what we, 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 that's what we uh, found, you know, that was mm-hmm. our reason for doing it, you know. Now, mm-hmm. now Todd, in your experience, you know, cause it, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, in nature that coincide with, uh, photo period, you know, the length of day, could it Mm -hmm. just be that these muskies are preferring to spawn in this, whatever, 55 degree water temperature, but it, it might really just be photo period. And that's just, well, it's usually around 55 degrees when, when this, when you have this much daylight and the fish are going off of daylight, which would be a lot more reliable than it would be, off of water temperature because you can have a cold spring, a warm spring, an average spring, but you're always going to have first of May is always going to be within minutes this long of a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Did I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know, uh, I mean that, that, that it, people say that a lot about <laughs> a lot of the other, uh, well, I'm, I'm transferring know, it, it over it, from it, deer, it, the rut. Yeah. Antler yeah drop, that, that's what I'm saying. All that I mean, stuff. The, you know, the rut always seems to fall, even though it's warm or something, the rut falls in the same couple week period, the main hot area of hot time of the rut, it, it, no matter what the weather is, you know, and they say a lot of that goes by length of day, moon time, moon phase, whatever, <coughs> you know, they're going to do it that time of year. Anyhow, I think Jared, but you know, I do, I do remember talking to the guys from the fish commission at, uh, you know, up at uh, Plymouth tuning Lake, a lake where they take a lot of the eggs and they do the netting. You know, I remember them a few years ago, we had a really warm spell and, and they were out there getting some ripe muskies, and then all of a sudden, they weren't catching any, you know, because it got cold, and the fish went out of spawn mode, and they were having a hard time getting walleye uh, eggs because of it, because it got warm and then cold and then warm and then cold, and from what they told me, they're like, the fish are, are just, you know, it, 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 it's a tough year because they're, you know, they're going in and out of the, uh, uh, of their, uh, you know, spawning, which, you know, I found that odd, too. You think, Raven, well, it's time to go, it's time to go, right? When the time to drop your egg or a baby yeah like, it's gonna come out <laughs> i mean it's gonna come when it's for time you know and it's a big you know it all doesn't happen in one day when you're saying 
And I think Jared said the same thing, 50 to 58 degrees. Most of the spawning is done. Uh, but it's not like every fish runs in there in the same day. You know, it still takes, it's, it's a couple week period where you have fish moving in and out of the shallows, which is where people are targeting them. Uh, the little males, you know, the smaller, you know, the, the, the male fish, the smaller ones, I think they spend all their time in there, you know, just waiting. So that's why you're catching so many more of those. Those females are doing whatever they're doing. And occasionally someone gets one of those big fish that it comes, you know, w- when it comes up into the area. But, you know, you just hear of lots of numbers. I mean, I know a lot of guys have been getting a lot of fish this year and, you know, there's a big one here and there, but not that many. Not not like it's going to be this summer, you know. It's not like, oh, geez, this lake only has, you know, 32 to 28 inches in here. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's interesting. I wanted to at least bring up that much because, you know, we it, it should be at least spoken of. Photo period mm-hmm. driving a lot of a lot of things. But, I mean, that's interesting that, that there was at least a little bit of fisherman data to say, yeah, water temperature does play a part in this. It with like what you were saying, they were coming in and out and they were just struggling to catch those fish. Yeah. And that was the fishery guys, you know, they had their nets in and they were struggling. I, I can remember because the walleyes are doing it at about the same time. I forget how they said it's like real close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember saying we're, 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 we're we don't know if we're going to have enough walleye for this year. So we can't get, you know, the, the, we're, we're having trouble. You, you know, we don't know if most of them spawn earlier or what, you know, they're finding that already dropped eggs and they're finding ones with eggs that weren't ready yet, you know, and that was a little abnormal, but that was an abnormal year. You know, I don't think they normally deal with that. So do you, you know, kind of going back to our example and at least, you know, we're going off of Chautauqua stuff here is when it's a cold, nasty winter, good summer fishing. And it seemed to be a little bit of the opposite of what you guys were saying just now with with this lake in question, which is a giant lake. There's it's bigger mm-hmm. than Chautauqua, and mm-hmm. you know, so when it's a nice lollipop winter, it seems to have a correlation of good spring fishing. You know, I, I I'm yeah, just... and and you know, some people correlate it, you know, on a lake like we're talking about there, some of the Pennsylvania lakes. A lot of people correlate it to the, uh, you know, when you get those bad winters, you get big shad die-offs and all wise die-offs. And I've seen them, you know, where, you know, I mean, shovel, you can shovel them off the, off the. Uh, I've seen that in Lake Erie and off, it is disgusting. Yeah, like off the, yeah, off the boat launch to boat launch your boat, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. And that happens and mostly that's happening, you know, from what I've always understood when they have those really harsh winters that happen, those fish go in and spawn like under the ice and you know for some reason so you get those big kill-offs now you take a lake like chautauqua or a lot of the canadian lakes you know that uh, that don't have those shad uh you know like on chautauqua people always said oh that hard winter knocked the weeds down real good and then you're going to get nice green growth the next year you know and i you know i definitely think there's been a little correlation there you know i always like seeing those mild winters and and that lake is doing real good right now. Who knows what's going to happen later in the summer here, you know? <laughs> is it going to fade, you know, uh, which could happen? You know, there was no big die-off and all those little, you know, all wise and shad, that, you know, that's all going to grow up. You might get it overrun with bait fish again. I don't know. Only time will tell. Um, Vance, what, what's your overall prediction, you know, did, did... – I know that like we're, we're kind of going with the hard winter Chautauqua summers a little bit, 
you know, um, more difficult. But I mean, you, you guys have been on some fish. You've gone fishing fairly often. I mean, do you think that it's just going to continue over into the summer, even though you're switching bodies of water from a, you know, impoundment to a natural lake? What's your feeling? Well, I, uh, my feeling is that the bite, the way it is right now will not continue on the inland Pennsylvania lakes, uh, for, uh, your, your everyday fishermen, people who spend a lot of time up there, I think will be able to put a pattern together and transition nicely into summer, um, and, and contact a lot of fish that way. Um, as for Chautauqua, um, you know, it's, it's always, it's always up in the air. I mean, I, I know it's a healthy enough lake, uh, that we'll always catch some fish. Um, and we do that with time on the water. Um, but my bold, my bold prediction is that with the mild winter, it's going to be a great casting year like it was in 2015 that we always talk about. That's a bold prediction. Uh, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's just a better cast in year and period, uh, just period, you know, I like those, those days on the water. Um, but I haven't been on Chautauqua Lake yet. I don't know what the temperatures are. I know the ramps are open. Uh, I don't know what the spray is got, doing up there. Are, are they are they planning on doing more spraying? I I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've yeah, I just got a little, I just got a couple emails here recently about it. You know, and they're 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 trying to spray a lot more in the northern end. <laughs> must be, Which, must be it's, essential. It, it's just yeah, that's what I that was my last thing that I wrote into them as a response was you know they're talking about this and that in spring. I said you know I really you, don't you really think that New York could find a little bit of a better way to spend you know, half a million dollars at this point in time. <laughs> we don't even know, you know, the, the campgrounds aren't even allowed to open up yet. There's tons of stuff going on. Uh, who knows what's going to happen up there. Uh, so, and that might come to fruition too. You know, this spring might get held off for a while. I mean, New York is not in that great of shape right now. As anybody listening, I'm sure knows. So, but we'll see, you know, the talk institution has filed some lawsuits, you know, there's there's areas in the north, some of those big camps and institutions up there, are they, they're drawing water out of the lake, you know, and treat it and they drink the water. And that's why they weren't supposed to be doing any. I think it's just a matter of time. Money wins. There's more money other places to where everybody seemed to love at least the, the non fishermen and the, the lakeside owners seem to love with the spring they did last year in the south. And I think it's just probably just a matter of time till money. We don't spraying everywhere, but we shall see. I don't, you know, who knows what it's going to bring. I know they are planning on it. There's lawsuits going on right now. I don't know. I haven't heard a definite as like a, a spray date or anything. You, by last year, they said they had it all lined up, you know, when they were going to spray. Last so, year it was like right in, in uh, right the first week almost. Yeah, a couple the, the other End two of years. May, June. Yeah, they did it right. But they did before the Muskie opener last year. In those other couple of years, they were doing it. They weren't allowed to do it till like later in June. They wanted to do it after they felt the bass were done spawning, which I can't believe they got that approved either. You know, it's a world class bass fishery. The big, the big tournaments have even gone there. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it's a big, you know, the bass fishing is great up there. And I can't believe that they let them kill all those weeds up in those shallows. And while there was probably fish in there spawning, you know, in late May, I did, but they, they allowed it last year. That was, the, <coughs> excuse me, that was the reasoning for not doing any spraying till like, I think they did it like third, fourth Saturday and, you know, right at the end of June. I watched them do it both times, the two mm-hmm. years when they did those areas. I went out and. Well, I remember last. Let's see what they were doing. They they did it a bit it was early. Before. I remember that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And, last and, year they and because did it before season, some of those weed lines were, some of those weeds were nasty. But, mm-hmm. You know, that's my bold prediction. I I don't know when they're going to be spraying. Just as Todd alluded, um, I know we'll find fish in that. You know, that's inevitable. But um, I don't see how. I mean, that would really burn me a little bit to see that going on out there with everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. And, there's, and if we're putting our boats t- on the water for a trip, you know, something yeah. to cut our teeth with. And then, you know, they get the spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't, crazy. it wasn't the whole North end. It was around, you know, it was just creeping around, uh, around the corner to state park going down through there and had a couple little areas down towards the Whitville Bay, uh, a little bit over towards, if I remember correctly, looking at the map was a little over towards camp our camp camp should talk uh, uh, through there, but I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't been getting that much information on it as normal. So they're not, you know, things are, mm-hmm. these townships well, might be worried about some other stuff rather than, raising money to spray you know i i don't know i i, I, I hope, hope so. that's the case <laughs> yeah, you know? i hope so too i hope that's the case it would be very very greedy and and terrible mm-hmm. uh to see that like i was like i was saying there um yeah but that sprayed the hell out of the place last year we talked doom and gloom about it just because we care about the ecosystem in there um yeah the long it's going to affect the long-term <laughs> effects it didn't affect the fishing right now but the long-term effect long-term effect is yes. going to be changed, you know, because those, the, right. the, the fry are not going to survive like they normally did when they were hiding in those weeds, you know, it, no. it might take some time, but especially it's going to especially change. Not, especially not the nat, the natural stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. natural stuff that's happening. You mm-hmm. could have, you know, the kill off of red spawn, uh, essentially come and reboot. And all of a sudden the Chautauqua hatchery is, you know, your best bet, your only option left, and they'll be stocking every every little uh, species. I mean, that's what that's what could happen mm-hmm. there, which is a shame. Todd, what's somehow your prediction for catfish? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, somehow the carp and catfish will survive. Every yeah, 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 that's what it'll be. Well, those carp die off every thirty years or so. They do, but they're still oh, there. They're, I, they're, I remember, yeah. I remember going up there when I was little. And uh, there'd be a carp die off and, you know, a high water level. And there's just carp carcasses in people's, you know, yeah. in their in, in their cottage lawns. Yeah. Huge, huge things yeah. and sw- swimming up there. Yeah. Gross. I bet. That one was, man, probably the last big kill off they had of those were probably early 2000s there. You know, now all of a sudden you're looking at 15 years ago. It doesn't seem like that long ago. But they, they actually had the, the weed eating machines, the six 
uh, lake lawnmowers, basically, were Chopping driving around. Well, they were driving around picking them up because there were so many. And from yeah. from what I had heard, they'd picked up over 10,000 carcasses of, you know, 20 to 35-pound carp. <laughs> I mean, the place you know, was stunk. <laughs> we're, we're hypocrites in our own way. I, I totally changed my mind on that. I feel bad for the carp, too. <laughs> uh, I'm like... I'm like, they're going to kill all these games and all these natural things. And I'm like, and they killed all those carp and I could care less, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're invasive. So who cares? They are invasive. Those jerks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the biggest, I don't have real gripes about carp. I mean, if occasionally you tie into one, it, it's a hoot. I mean, other well, some, than some be, of the greatest memory, memories of fishing when you're growing up is like, you know, hooking into a carp on your trout line or something. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, crazy stuff. I remember one spring it was in Conneaut Lake. Uh, it was just really dirty water for, for Conneaut. And we were essentially blind fishing in like, I don't know, four or five foot of water. And, um, I was fishing with, with Eric and he was like, I don't know, like a little rapala or something, like a little stick bait of sorts. Maybe he calls it a jerk bait. I don't know. It's bass fishing. And he he tied into a fish and he's like, I he goes, I don't know what's going on. He goes, but this thing's kicking my butt. And after a while, he goes, You gotta feel this. So he handed me the rod, not because he was tired, but because it was so much fun. And I, you know, did a little reeling and I ended up handing it back to him. And here was just a big giant carp that had the front hook in its mouth. Like it actually yeah. hit a bait. <laughs> Yeah, it was the craziest thing ever. But yeah, it was it was a riot. But I, oh, yeah. my, my biggest gripe is you're sitting there fishing, and it's let's just say it's like first light. You got a nice mist coming off off the uh, thing. Everything's quiet, and you just start hearing jumping and splashing. They're breaching yeah. oh, and yeah. doing the thing, and I I don't like that about them. So I, I'm mad at the I'm mad at the species for their breaching <laughs> capabilities. <Yeah. laughs> But we see them breaching right out of the state park all the time. People are like, they're right there. They're there. There's the muskies. There's the muskies. It's so funny when you see one breach and it's like near people and you see all these other people, like these people turn and start casting that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a fish. A big one. Um, Yeah, many, many times hooked carp when we've been musky fishing, casting, trolling. You get a big letdown, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, or big, yeah, that big rip, and then you get that big half dollar yeah. size yeah. scale. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine. I liked, I like to say that the little scales were muskies, but they definitely weren't. <laughs> they were carp. Yeah, <laughs> I do the opposite. The big giant scales that are obviously carp. I tell a person if they're new to fishing that this was a muskie and it's a world record. Mm-hmm. Like yourself, who's new to fishing every time you go out. Yes. In it's, the it's, year, cause yes. it's been like a year. It's been like a one month. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. thing I've noticed in this early season, more often than not, is there's loons everywhere. The Canadian loon. That we've yeah, they're migrating. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're really, really nice to see. They're not, they're not talking, mm-hmm. but they're out there diving and stuff. And we see those beautiful white chests and and, and the colors on those birds and you st- still have just got it it looks like ten thousand coumarants on some of the lakes that i was on in pennsylvania just sitting there huge todd what's huge your opinion flaws, on those yeah. coumarants oh yeah i mean they're 
fish eaters, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't like them. Supposedly, they're starting to kill them off a little bit some places. You know, they're starting to do some calling of them. But I mean, I've seen some photos. It. I think it's up in New York, you know, the Niagara River or something where they've destroyed mm-hmm. islands just from them going there and roosting oh, and devastating yeah, there, islands. There's, there's lakes that we have up in Canada that uh, that that are that have islands like that that are, I mean, every tree on there is dead. It looks like someone whitewashed the island. They take it over, and it then becomes known as Birdshit Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have two of them up there. That's what we call them. <laughs> and they stink when you get close. That's all you know, your fish uh, that you wanted to catch in five years. Yeah, yeah, they eat, like they're they're waiting fish a day. Every one of them. It's crazy to think how many fish they're eating. But yeah. Yeah, ho- hopefully some some regulations change on that. I know that there's been some talk. I haven't followed it real closely, but yeah, that, yeah. you know, have an open season. I don't know what kind of table fare they would be, but I, you know, I know some some lakes that that I you know used to frequent that like look, look at there, there's twenty in a tree right there. You know, pack a shotgun, you just fire off yeah. a couple rounds, let them smash in the water, and let a turtle. I, eat I've them. seen them. I've seen them on those tributaries up at the. Uh, Lake Erie, when they've stalked the smolt, the baby's steelhead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, they were just pounding them, you know, 50 of them sitting there and just diving down. Every time they come up, you'd see them, boop, boop, boop. They were just pounding the steelhead. Yeah. <laughs> Hard not... on the stalking programs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are taxpayer fish. They're not like, mm-hmm. I mean, a fish yeah. is a fish, whether it happened naturally <laughs> yeah. or we put it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Those. Silly birds, but um, so Vance's bold prediction is going to be a good casting year. Todd, what's your prediction? God, Jesus, <laughs> I have I'm having wishful would, thinking, think, you know, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm wishful thinking. I would say the same thing that you know, that we're not, uh, you know, uh, everyone have a little bit more success casting than uh, you know. But it's hard when you're out there catching all those fish trolling, too. But normally you can do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit better than we did last season, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm sure we're going to be getting fish. It's just a matter of how and when. You know, some of these years have got, uh, you know, over the, in, the, in the last 10 years, I can look back at two years on Chautauqua Lake, world-class fishery, big time numbers where I had friends that had camps that were like, I don't know what's wrong. I think we're going to sell the camp. That's how horrible the fishing was, <laughs> you know, and it, that's the honest or gosh truth. I mean, it didn't matter casting or trolling. And, you know, the whole time it was like, I know, you know, and I would say that, you know, the fish are here for some reason, we're not encountering them. They didn't matter if you troll deep, you know, in those years I was losing lure, snagging them because I was saying, well, that means I'm going from the top to the bottom, right? You know, you hardly ever get hung up on Chautauqua, but if you're not getting anything, well, I'm going to put one right on the bottom. Uh, you know, and you're not catching fish. Now, you know, going back to one of those years, probably 2000, I'm going to say seven or eight, it was, you know, there was a lot of fish in the weeds. I could go up there and cast but you know, when, when you have, when you're doing with clients, you know, that, that, that's not always it's easier said than done with some, with a lot of the people that I'm taking, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, that, that year, seems like all the fish were jammed in the weeds you know you get out off the weed edge much and they're just just not much happening anywhere on the lake the guys fishing deep shallow whatever it didn't matter you know 
Why do you think that is? I have no clue. I have no, it's this thing that happens. And even though it's only happening once every many years, those are the years you think of, you know, it's not the eight years in between where everything was just fine. You think of those odd years. I mean, there's like, you know, not, not a hunch or something like that. Like, I, I don't mean, have because, one because cause, the fish are there, you know, that's what I said. Okay. Well, you know, you got to remember two years from now when we're out here catching 48s and 45s and 43s and, and 38s, every one of those fish was in here. They can't, there's no other way they, they could have gotten the lake and they can't leave the lake. So they were in here right now. Those big fish in Chautauqua were 20 plus years old, you know, so, and that's exactly what happened. All of a sudden the fishing's good. And, and you'd think, well, what, how, what were these fish, what, what was going on, you know? Now, some of those years, there were incredible amounts of bait fish. You know, we're not seeing that on Chautauqua like we did at times, you know. Uh, that Maybe that could make a difference, you know. You know, trolling, like years where you just go trolling, it's like you can find bait fish wherever. You got to try to find fish that, are, that, that you can catch, you know. <laughs> Driving down the land. I haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, there was years you know that one year you know driving down the center of the lake you know you're in 35 feet of water and you look down and the screen it says it's four feet there's and so much do, yeah there was so much bait you were getting false readings up to four foot or eight foot i have not seen that on chitatakwa in quite a few years but that's what used to happen you know uh i know you comment you you texted me a couple times last year like there's bait all over the screen but you were more talking about how your hummingbird was not functioning Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I turned the damn thing off. Mm-hmm. Early season in that clear water. Yeah. In the clear water, it was just like, yeah. what, you know, way too yeah. much. Yeah. It's just like the color like blue it can't or red. Be, it can't be solid fish the whole entire lake. No. Yeah. And, and it wasn't. <laughs> but, but, but that's the reading you're, that, that, that we're getting a lot in that early season. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. <clears throat> I had some laughs there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> early season bites really good right now. I think it's been a mild winter. People have been able to fish more, and without that nasty cold and stuff, people have been able to fish more efficiently. So there's some fish coming in the boats. I think it's going to completely change going into summer. It always does. They're not always in the same spot. Um, and Chautauqua's, you know, we're right on the cusp of opening up. It's always something different. The last, there was consistency for years, but the last couple years, it's been different. And you go back to that consistency expecting something and it's not there. So you have to adapt. And we've done that. Um, and we've caught fish because of that. Um, so it's really hard to put a prediction you know, like Notre Dame is out there, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to put wishful thinking out there. And that's what Todd and I both are, uh, saying, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean you, you, you even look at the last two years, Vance, and you look at your hottest area two years ago, you could break on a one hand amount of fish we caught within miles of that area. It was terrible. I mean, yeah. And that's from year to year, but you're talking about yeah. the lake that a lake that size, Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 when you get to fish it every day, we're going to find them. But mm-hmm. where it's going to be, who knows? I mean, there's always some standard spots, but it, th- th- that happens all the time. I have what's what's my my great area one year where, you know, maybe you get 100 fish out of. I've talked about catching 75 fish out of that one weed bed 
and uh, Vance and I did a little tournament there. I haven't caught more than six or eight fish on that weed bed in the last five years. Yeah. But that year, I caught them opening day, and I got them in November. And any time I stopped in here, we saw fish, and it has not mm -hmm. been the same, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not that that's not going it, to – it'll be that way again. You know, I've caught them in there really good before. I've caught them in numerous places around the lake like that. And then some years, they're just not using it. <laughs> or how about the year – I think it's just two years ago when I stopped counting fish at like 50 follows a day. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. okay it's hard to not go back to those areas you know you're like okay this area has them they're holding them yes yeah, so we're going to get them here well that really never came about it was a grind to get them there so thinking in my head from this area we're seeing i'm in, in no joke 50 plus fish a day stopped counting following in client casting lures really really fun for a guide trip but it gets annoying when they don't hit you know event you know eventually but the clients are having a good time because they're seeing them my thought was okay they're eventually going to go i'm going to keep going back here if they don't go casting we'll probably be able to get them short lining in here we'll probably be able to bump out in the bay after this early season and catch them trolling that didn't happen mm -mm. that didn't happen that's how that's how crazy the game like is. like you know, they vacated the area or were they still in the weeds you just couldn't get to them I have no idea. I mean, we were all over the weeds, inside, outside. We were right on the edge trolling. We were out in the bay, the bay uh, trolling it, and it was a huge letdown. The same it was year. A in that same year, yeah. You okay. know, and that's just when I, you know, you could you could grind a couple fish out here and there, you know. <laughs> but if you have whatever room you're in right now, give a. 50 fish in a corner you're gonna go fish there you know and if if you're you know you got a door on your room there's only so many places they can go you wouldn't think that they would swim 17 miles the other way or vice versa you think that they would be in that area so never, what you're saying never, is you would have rather not seen that many fish follow just to not give I mean, you that like well, it is good information. No, I think I, I'm not saying that. It's the only thing that was shocking me was that they weren't firing. I think it, those it, fish it's were never, still yeah. there. Those fish were still there somewhere. They did not leave. I just could not get a good pattern to go. And it got frustrating and it made me adapt and leave and go and find another bite somewhere else and constantly think about that in the back of my head. Yeah, it never turned on to me, like Vance saying, like when you'd have a good day, you could get three or four fish out of the area. But when you're seeing 50, you know, 60 fish on the, good on, on the good days, you know, when you hit that day right, normally, you know, we would have days where we got 12 of them to hit. Yeah. And they, and they yeah. might catch six or seven. But these good days, like we'd get four or five to hit, and they might have caught two or three, you know, on a day that they were still seeing all those fish. That was the difference that year. They just, you know, and it's it's like <coughs> really yeah. a gut a gut punch when that fish isn't in the bag because of how those fish have been responding. And you're like, that's probably your opportunity with this casting mm -hmm. thing. You know, <laughs> we're you got to set some lines out or something because that's it. It's 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 it makes those days 
when your mind's turning as like a guide and even as a fisherman, but when you're kind of uh, up against it to put fish in the boat, it makes it, it makes those days fly by very fast. Like shit, you know, there's the miss. Okay. It's 11 o'clock. That was probably our chance. What am I going to do here for four hours? Oh God, we got a break for lunch. They're not going to catch any. And then you go back and there's another opportunity and it's a miss or you catch one and it's like, yeah, we got a couple. Great. You know, that was really, really stressful. And, uh, it just, that, that stuff, that stuff, you know, makes your mind go crazy. Like I said, they weren't as active. They were following. You might have a shot at one and then you would try other tactics. Still wasn't going. I don't believe those fish left. We left the area. We caught a, a ton of fish in the other areas. Same tactics. Mm-hmm. And, Same and, tactics. And, and and that particular year, I can remember the year. I mean, I, you and I both did some fishing. It's it, it it wasn't like well, if we were able to fish, you know, it's the you know the clients aren't getting the hits or something. You know, I worked my butt off a couple of days in there with people and had two hits, you know, reaction strikes and caught one of them. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like they just weren't. They weren't firing there. We couldn't get them to bite. But, but they did. <laughs> but they did. There's no way they left. Mm-mm. Like somewhere else. There's <laughs> no way they traveled mm-hmm. that far. That'd be crazy. No, they but, didn't. You know, so that's just. uh those are like early season uh, questions you have going into it. What's it going to be? There is no prediction for me. There's just wishful thinking. And I know that we're going to be able to put together a pattern through, you know, time on that lake. So that was, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Just, you know, I can't wait to back the boat. And that's my wishful thinking on the 30th with smiling clients. That's that's another wish. Yeah. Um, you know. I, you want to hear about a dream I had? No. What's, yes, go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. We're talking about wishes and goals. And I always say, what's a goal without a plan? It's a wish or a dream. But I had this dream, and it was terrible. But I was fishing Chautauqua, when it was blasting hot. And I didn't have my bimini, and I had my my any. I was back in my tiller. Which one? Yeah, uh, I think it was. They looked the same. I think it was my twenty footer. You okay. know, but things happens in dreams. You turn around, and it's your and a unicorn is propelling the boat, and the <laughs> yeah, rainbows, things everywhere. like that. <laughs> but like, I'm fishing alone, and I'm I'm dehydrated. This and is your dream that you're like ill. Like I'm thirsty. Yeah, I'm thirsty. And Todd's telling me, he texts me and he says, you know, come up here. The fish are going crazy. So I'm driving there and I'm in this boat and it's really wavy and I'm trying to take a drink out of something and I can't get this drink to go. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't take a drink. I have a, a liter Nalgene bottle with the wi- the wide mouth. A liter of cola. We'll talk about that l- later. Okay, I'm spilling it on myself. I'm hitting waves. I'm getting splashed in the face. And all of a sudden, Chautauqua 
is longer and longer and longer and longer. And I can't get to the area where Todd was catching. (laughs) I like, I get to the middle of the lake and I turn and I start burning up and I'm just like, I'm dizzy and I'm feeling horrible and I'm turning around and my motor's like a mercury. Then at the Yamaha and I'm still trying to take I thought it was beeping at you, but okay. But I want, but I want to get, yeah, they don't do that anymore. Um, (laughs) I, and I want to get to the, but I want to get to this area for the fish, you know, because I want to, I want to fish before I take a drink. That's really, isn't that a thing of yours? That that's the thing we do. Like we completely go unhealthy mode, don't hydrate, things like that. When you're out on the water, okay, but but what isn't it? Isn't that like an actual thing? Like, don't you have like an unwritten rule? Don't that... take don't take a drink until you catch a fish. Okay, but generally when like Todd and I are fishing, there's like yeah. some stakes going. You know, if we're in a tournament mm-hmm. or something like that, no time for a break. Yeah, no time for a break. But so I'm I turn I turn off and I'm going to the area where Todd is and it's just it's elongating elongating elongating. I'm not gaining any ground and I'm trying to drink this thing on my brakes and it I eventually just run out of water because it's spilling everywhere. I can't take the drink out of this Nalgene bottle. Is and that then frustrating? I wake up and and then I wake up. Okay. Now prior. Tell me you wet the bed. No. Oh, I thought that like you were (laughs) spilling the bottle and like it was going on your pants. I actually actually woke up in my underwear on the back of my casting uh, (laughs) and and, and peed there. So I peed the boat. (laughs) You peed the boat. So uh, I never make it there. But a couple days prior, I'm driving in my, my car and... You know, we don't have water bottles or anything like that. We have a nice water system at home. So I fill up big cups and take them in my truck and things like that. It wouldn't be anything for me to have like a, uh, one of those canning jars called like what you a put, mason jar, a, a mason jar with a straw in it, in my passenger seat after I just pounded a whole thing of water for uh, moonshine. Well, so now I, ha- I, I decided to just do it in this Nalgene bottle. Okay. Big wide mouth. And I'm driving and I'm, it's happening to me. And I'm so pissed off. In my truck, I drenched everywhere. And I was just on the normal road. And and did the road seem impossibly long filled with bumps? I was so upset (laughs) with this Nalgene bottle. I was like, I can't drink a damn thing. I threw it out the window. Oh my gosh! Hopefully yeah, into a was, dumpster. Yeah, we'll just say that I saw garbage and, and lined it up. But I was so upset <laughs> with the thing, and it makes me wonder why are those Nalgene bottles mouths that large? They're like trying to drink out of a bowl. Yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. Like they're for like the freaking hiker that has you know, one Patagonia outfit and he went on a 10 mile hike and it's, you know, on the fence about gun control. It <laughs> makes me sick. Those, yeah. <laughs> those Nalgene bottles. So I, I just, I, and then it haunted me again. In your dream. Yeah. In my dream. But so the dream came first, right? No, the dream, the dream came second. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and and yeah. I, like, put everything together when I woke up, and I was like, son of a bitch. It's all going back to that, yeah. I was like, yeah. that thing haunted me again. This... We got rid of all the Nalgene bottles. I think I think part of it's just them. It would, you know, that what set that all forth is driving these trucks because, you know, occasionally, <laughs> I, you know, occasionally I'll have a, maybe I'll go somewhere in the morning and I'll, I'll pour a cup of coffee. Most of the time I don't even drink my cup of coffee, but if, you know, you can get, if you just, I'm like, I'm not putting that in a sippy cup, you know, to go. Yeah. Because it, 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 it's, it's a half a cup. Yeah. You put that half a cup. And that console start driving down the road. It's just everywhere. It is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It changes flow. Oh, it's freaking, it's everywhere. It's a, yeah. a half a cup. You got to sit there and hold it and like, hold oh. it and move it up and down to keep it from happening. But you can't put it in there. It, won't, it does not work. You cannot take a cup. Yeah, you have to be. I can in my wife's Honda, you know, the little, the her, her car. You know, she does it all the time. You put it in that truck and I take off down the road. I know. And it's I'm squishing to, I'm everywhere. To, well, it's it's like <laughs> going everywhere, and I'm trying to drink out of things. And then it, it's you can't even take a drink. Vision. It's impeding my vision because the mouth yeah. is so big and the bottle's so big. So I'm like, Man, screw this. Well, I, I've been in both of your guys' trucks while you drove. You guys floor it everywhere. That could be the problem. You're no. such a backseat driver. I mean, I'm it in the front, insane. though. Yeah. yeah, which makes it even worse. <laughs> I don't I'm gonna, complain. I'm going to rent a, a limousine <laughs> for the next musky shows we do. I and would drive love a limousine that. And you could go in the back, and I'm going to keep that thing up and just keep it locked. I don't care. I'll sleep. <laughs> At that point, I, there's like I'll have like no responsibility at all. And you're going to be I, like when I hear the lights. Yeah, see the lights and the hear the I'll siren and. And it's going to be like if the the officer's going to come up. He's going to be like, "Sir, you were doing ten. <laughs> Nine, you're fine. You, Ten, you're mine." You, you and me and Vance go somewhere in the limousine. You're going to be driving because Vance and I will be back in the back drinking. That's no, true. Yeah, yeah. Todd will <laughs> be, be passed bad. out, and Vance was, will be <laughs> running auctions on his phone. Almost, almost, almost a. Uh, a year ago, we did that, actually. <laughs> Almost a year ago. Yeah, that's right. It's coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy was the DJ, not the driver. Yeah. How was that limo <laughs> driver, by the way, Andy? Did you tell him to slow down? No. I was too busy uh, t- taking instructions from the back <laughs> on some guy's phone that I have no yeah. idea. And it's they're not like, so fun, is it? <laughs> to, what taking instructions? I I, I can right, right behind me. I I, I'm pointing plan. right now. No one will see this. I'm pointing at my computer. Do you know what's in front of my computer's keyboard? A list of instructions on what to paint next. <laughs> well, you better follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got onto your bedwetting mm-hmm. episodes, but well, it was it was this crazy dream about you know I couldn't get to the fish were biting and I couldn't get there and I was thirsty, so it was a double frustration. Mm-hmm. The reason you couldn't drink, okay, everyone sit down and listen. You couldn't drink because you didn't catch a fish yet. Very true. Not only 
was it a rule, but it's actual like it's actually yeah, it's like happening. Newton's fourth yeah. law right there. I just made that up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Cannot drink until you catch a fish. Drinking on the water is so important, and I'm talking about uh... now. Banton, I did bring up drinking in a limousine. We are not talking about drinking. It's, it's drinking water only. I've yes. never had a. I've never never drank an alcoholic beverage on my boat in mm-hmm. that I can ever remember. Right, and and drinking is so important on the water. Water. Yes. This is some. This is something that could be could be discussed. You got a couple minutes. Let's hear it. When you're out, and you know, say it's a tournament day, and Todd and I are out there fishing, and you can't take any breaks. I stay well hydrated on the boat now, you know, just period. But when we go out there and it's serious, it's not happening. And we generally feel like trash because we'll come in, we'll eat one meal, have a couple adult drinks, and then just feel like trash because we were dehydrated the whole day. But drinking water uh, is essential out there. And what I noticed is... And why I have uh, just a case open on my boat is when if I would take a cooler out there and it would be a freezing cold bottle of water, I couldn't get enough in quickly to, you know, hydrate yourself. Yeah, hydrate. I, yeah, I hate ice cold water. Yeah. I mean, I almost don't want to drink it. So it's like you, you can take a couple sips. And then that's it. But then you're still dehydrated. You know, they get frozen tooth syndrome, whatever. It's just too mm-hmm. cold. You know, it almost feels like heartburn when it's that cold going down. So that's why I just use just regular whatever air temp, room temp, whatever it is, water, still water to drink. And I can literally take those like little 16 or 18 ounce, whatever they are, you know, mm-hmm. and though or 12, whatever the, the, you know, the 30 packs are whatever Mm -hmm. grocery store and just hammer it down just completely take it and squeeze it into a plastic ball Mm -hmm. now here's a tip if you want to save some money buy one of those bottles and when you get done hammering it you're on water fill it back up and you got a whole nother bottle so we just talked about all that spray yeah and stuff absolutely green algae yeah that that algae is just like a cattail it's filtering it it's good for you drink it I, I, I have done it, and I, I've done that. Were you I, high? I out of the, no, I, oh, I, well, no, I mean, I drank out of the lakes. I, I drank out of numerous lakes a long time ago. I mean, what do you do when you're in this situation? What's when the situation? I, 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 the situation where I felt like I was going to, you know, pass out. I was so thirsty. It was so hot, and I didn't prepare. And I was like, screw it. I'm drinking some water. How'd you feel the next day? This this was in Canada, probably. Well, it happened in Pennsylvania also. It was on the Mon River. No. It was not in a very nice place. I drank a a big handfuls of water in Lake Wilhelm one time. (laughs) I did. How are you alive? How are you alive? I don't know. (laughs) I I did it. I mean, I'm not saying to do that, but... I've done, it, done it in Canada too. I could just that see Todd like a like thing. a like a two week shadow beard growing and his clothes are all tattered. And... <laughs> That's what I look like right now. <laughs> hey, I can't get my hair cut. I quit shaving. It's 
Oh my so gosh. Have I. Oh my I gosh, look, I have I look terrible. I got a haircut like two days ago. My, my mullet's cutting coming back. I might let oh, it go. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about that too. Is there ever a time just let it go? Yeah, I've I've never grown of like a full beard. I might let this this keep going. I found a gray hair and I found one the other day too. Oh, you have like <laughs> you know it'd be, it'd be tough to find a black one in there. But <laughs> I, I, I was my fishing license this year. I looked at the lady. I said, "So, when is the year I quit putting BR for brown and you put GR for gray?" And she looked at me. I took my hat off. She said, "You can put brown again. One more year. I'm not. One more. Yeah." I was like, "Oh, thanks, hon. You've been lying for the last five years." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Police will the cops will say this is not you. It says this guy has brown hair. <laughs> you haven't had a brown hair in years, boy. It also oh, says man. you're fifty here and uh <laughs> clearly. Yeah. So it says you're not from the North Pole, was it? <laughs> yeah. But I had a gray hair, man. I thought it was a pug hair. And I was like, man. <laughs> stressful times. But it's weird. I'm growing like a red, like it's red in areas. It's freaking <laughs> a little gray here. It's fun in the quarantine. Man, I just got yeah. a nice haircut the other night. It was great. I shaved. You just do it yourself all the time. You do, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, give myself yeah. a haircut. It looks yeah. like it too. I know. Well, Isn't it great? I know. It is. I, I, gotta, I saw you, you the other day, and it, it was pretty bad. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it's a mess. Thank God you got you got to wear a uh, some mask, a mask yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I do that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been doing that. Oh, I've had to go shopping a couple of days, and you they. I mean, you had to put something over to. Mm-hmm. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't let you in the store. Well, I apparently I they're wear... a lot more stricter in your area than our area, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a sign there. They won't like. There's a like a, you know, someone working at the door. Like, You're closer you to Pittsburgh, where there's yeah. guns. Up here, they don't. They really. Don't <laughs> yeah, just just like that, the gun-free you know, zone normally, keeps the guns people, out. People, people, they normally walk around with red and blue bandanas on their face. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do do that. That is that is true. That is very true. They have let me in wearing my turkey mask. Well, I'll tell you that I don't have a mask because I have a neck like a ski neck. Neck warmer, yeah. yeah, throw that iron, yeah. But I mean, I look at myself in the mirror, and then I'm like, "It's like I'm gonna go, you know, I'm about to rob yeah. this place." <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to be walking in. I'm like, you want to tell them I'm really not trying to rob you here. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in all black right now. I'm in black sweats, black <laughs> shoes, a black hoodie. I have like a black Halloween, fossil yeah. cap yeah. on, and I got a black face mask on. I was like. I, I better go in here with like my hands up. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> and you're brandishing your your bodyguard, like like you no did in the parking say, lot of. Yeah. <laughs> no one says it's just odd. It's a different world. It's crazy. I hate going out. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm in a movie. I hate it. Mm-hmm. You're standing six feet away. There instead of music playing at Giant Eagle, it's like. Please keep your social distance at six feet. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, I'm, it's like I'm. In, I feel like I'm in a movie. Everybody's yeah, walking around, paranoid, looking at each other. Yeah, you don't know if the guy's smiling at you or not because he's got a freaking head bandana on. I don't know. Yeah, 
how are you supposed to do that gentleman like like uh, half smile yeah. and head nod with these yeah. masks yeah, yeah, a, yeah you, you still do it and you're like yeah yeah First, you know, I didn't know if I was just staring at him or I was giving him the, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, different world. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Not much longer. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. You guys satisfied? you have anything more to add? No. Uh, I'm good. Can't wait to go fishing. See you guys soon. Excellent. All right. Big thanks, Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, and Muskies Inc. So with that, everyone, enjoy the warmer weather. Good luck. Be safe.